Dude, you should have brought the pumpkin in. Oh, oh, I put it in the band room. It's on the whiteboard. In case you ever need to use the pumpkin. We have a screaming pumpkin here in the music department, and it comes out for October. And um, I had one for like a number of years. It was kind of iconic. And I bought one on Amazon, and it showed up. It doesn't look as cool as the last one, but it screams this blood-curdling scream. Oh, the scream's different? Slightly, but the other one used to look cute. This one looks demonic. Um, for for teachers out there listening, um, Steve has a number of um, noise-making props. props in most classrooms. And we'll pull those out when we need a change of pace in the room. Yes. So the, the pumpkin is the sign of the nearing of the end of the marching band season when it starts to put press the button it screams bloody murder and uh right. that's just kind of keeps everything going right and you can just walk around the field and just kind of let that thing go and it's in your hoodie pocket and kids are like what's that i'm like oh, yeah it's the pumpkin yeah better hit your set kids okay steve so this week wow that was dramatic that was oh, that very really dramatic. Set me up. i was i was trying to set you up here i'll try it again steve so uh this week okay got it Student attendance. Or we could just talk about attendance. It could just be teacher, <laughs> just be teacher att- attendance. Just teacher attendance. That's true. Because um, wow. I think that's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, across yeah. this great land of ours. Attendance. Um, this, is a, this is a good one-liner from Steve. Um, when kids look a little um, less than enthused to be here at school, they'll always say, hey, don't worry, we've got 160 days left of school this <laughs> week. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry about it. Don't worry. You're, you you got a good 150 left right now, kids. And then you'll be a sophomore. And then, and then you'll do the whole thing again. And then again and again. Um, yeah, attendance is, is real. And that's probably um, one of the things we have the least control over as teachers in terms of student attendance. Unless you want to – I mean, well, some districts are now paying teachers to be bus drivers. So you could be a bus driver and teach serious? at the same – Yeah. There are some that, like, you, you can make your, bank with that. Oh, I'm sure you do. What if we, there were some band directors in Kentucky that drove their kids as a bus driver to the competitions. That would be I different. mean, that would be, that would be a lot of extra hours. I don't be, think I'd want to drive a bus. I don't think I should drive a bus with my attention. <laughs> <laughs> skills, but, so, okay. So, we brought up attendance, well, Steve brought up attendance. Steve, why do you want to, why attendance? Why are we talking about attendance when we can't control it? Well, maybe it's kind of more cathartic for me to talk about it because I think that's the, that's like the number one thing that brings anxious moments into my teaching day is attendance. Why is that? Because I really, really like it when everybody's there. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like it when kids are missing. Mm-hmm. But the reality is kids are gone every day. But it does make me feel anxious when I don't know what's going on with kids. I guess it's one thing if they're sick and it says in the attendance report, but to see students not show up and not know why is an anxious moment for That's me. That's true. And, I, and since I teach a band where we depend on each other and when those students aren't there, their part is missing, I, I just don't like it. And, and it, sometimes it just makes me feel um, anxious or sad for the other members of the group. Like, I don't want them to feel bummed out because somebody's gone or somebody has an attendance problem. 
because there are students that have d attendance problems. There are some students that just um, miss every week, multiple times a week, right? And then there are some students that if they ever miss, you'd be like, oh my gosh, what's wrong, right? That's true. Right? And um, it does make me feel anxious when, when students don't show up. And, and that goes for extracurricular events, that goes for during the school day events. Um, and it's such a good feeling when like everybody's there. You agree? I absolutely agree. Well, because then you're trying to get the, the vibe, like regardless of the content you're trying to teach. I mean, yes, that's a big part of it, but you want your classes to have kind of their own identity. You know, I, I don't teach two of the same class this, I know you do. You teach two piano, two piano classes. but each of your piano classes has its own identity, right? Different yeah. group of kids, and you kind of have your own jokes with those kids, yes. and then you have your own jokes with the other group. Yes. And that's like one of the, I think one of the biggest draws of being a kid in a class is you kind of have your own culture in each class, and it's hard to build that culture when pockets are, are missing each day. Um, that's tough. Right, and it, and it makes me feel sad for kids that miss a lot. Sad, along with other emotions, frustration, disappointment. But, you know, thinking about, like, when you stayed home, I imagine that our attendance um, our attendance in school was probably pretty similar. You missed when you were sick. I know that's shocking. But, right? Yeah. And you, you didn't miss. I mean, if I had a temperature over 100, stayed home. And if you were curling biscuits, you were staying home. That's and I don't mean to make it sound like back in my day. I mean, no. that's just kind of the way it was. And and then as being a father of two boys that went through public school, that was pretty much the M.O. A fever or if you're like sick to your stomach. My mom likes to tell a story that um, I got a perfect attendance one time and I was like embarrassed about it. <laughs> like I, I got called up for an award. And I didn't even like know. Like what I got, grade? I don't know, like high school or something. I like got perfect attendance and I was like. There you I'm go. a nerd. There you That's go. That's how I felt. But no, I I had good attendance, and I I had like very good health, like as a kid. I, I was just kind of fortunate that I rarely yeah. got sick, and if I did, it was minimal. Now I know not every kid's like that, and some kids are dealing with like some some chronic stuff, mm -hmm. and the the recovery is not the same. Um, and yeah, to reiterate, Steve, like this this is not this is not a post COVID podcast. This is not like a shame on kids for not. We, we're just trying to, in this episode, kind of, you know, talk through some things, as, as Steve said, like cathartic, but also maybe strategies that we have to get kids to come to school. Right. Uh, and I would imagine a lot of the absences are not always illness related. I know that comes as a shock. Right. But not always illness related. Right. Um. And, and there's there's that helplessness to that helpless feeling that you know you can't really you can encourage and you can communicate and talk and send emails and text reminds and that kind of stuff but when it comes down to it just you know it's their choice to come to school right. so whether you are quote sick or you just have a little queasy belly or you just have a little scratch in your throat or you have a 103 degree heat temperature it's like um you know things happen and you get sick but there are times that when you don't feel great that you should still come to school and you're still there's times when you're tired that you come to school right that's 
probably almost every day and that you just um, make that look make that work and um, and I, I don't know what the answer is to I don't think there is an answer and um, this would be fun to talk about with other teachers or interesting to talk about it in that um, I've had some students in the opening weeks and month two months of school that seen some um, percussion or percussion attempt Wow, he's in marching band mode, everybody. I said, I said attendance bumps with some students, and so I've made direct contact with families, and there's been times that I gotten back messages of a lot of appreciation for making the contact because a lot of students that miss chronically don't get phone calls. Is that what you were yes. reading? Yeah, That's they, what I was they, fishing for. They, um, they, they don't get those phone calls. So if you rack up 20, 40, 60, 80, I'm not exaggerating, you kind of fly, you kind of make your way off the radar, and then I think it's easy for the faculty to kind of forget about what's going on. But then in reality, that what I was going to say earlier is it's like, you didn't miss a lot of school, I didn't miss a lot of school. And when I stayed at home, I mean, you can remember like what it was like, like being at home when everybody else was being at school. Yeah, you're like, oh gosh, what am I missing today? Right, and you're like anxious about it. Right, and it yeah. just felt weird, like you were going through your parallel day at your home with the students' parallel day at school. Yes, and you're like, oh, I'd be in fifth hour right, right now. What are we right. doing? Yeah, and then, but then it makes me sad that I'm like, what does that look like for a student that misses twenty, forty, sixty, eighty, a hundred days a year? That where they're missing once a week. What does that feel like? Right. That 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 sense of like, oh no, is not there. Yes. And then your sense of like leading up to the weekend, like I put in five days of good work, now I have the weekend. I'm like, what does that look like for a student that misses that many days? Then Thursday and Friday, and then goes right into Saturday, Sunday, and it's just it it become it just kind of all bleeds together, and I it just makes me feel sad about like how. Um, confusing or just unmotivated some students must be now i will say too kids are missing school for a variety of reasons mm -hmm. that they don't always have a choice for or they're being told they need to stay home what are you thinking of well for example um we have a lot of working families mm -hmm. and sometimes there there are sick siblings and mom and dad have to go to work they have to go to work to get the paycheck and older siblings are expected to stay home and care for the younger siblings if, if who, those kids are sick. if the younger kids are sick and they can't go to grade school right so we're as high school teachers you know we have high school students who have siblings and you know who are five six years old that need somebody there to help them if they're sick and mom and dad need to go to work so high schooler has to stay home and take care of them and that's not always their choice so we have situations like that. We have situations where kids um, need to act as translators mm -hmm. for whatever they're... To go to medical appointments. Medical appointments with parents. Or, yep. and, and those kids are pulled out of school by parents because they need them there as translators to be able to get done whatever needs to get done and they miss school. Right. And I, I don't think the kids always have a choice in that situation. Right. And that's just kind of the reality of where we are yep. right now. And... That's something that I, I don't see that we have a lot of control over. No. Um, 
so that I do take that into account and and I know you and I when we talk to kids we do hear some of that stuff sometimes mm -hmm. but a lot of it too is just like you um, it's it's the typical high school stuff missed the bus overslept didn't find a ride you know kind of that same old stuff so so Steve I guess the question is like where do we go where do we go from here um, I think a lot of it goes back to our opening um, trifecta of like the developing the relationship with the students. Not that that's the cure-all, but I think it does. You've had students that I'm sure have told you like, this is the best class of the day, right? And you're like, dude, do that. You missed 40% of the classes. This is my, this is your favorite class, but um making that a space that they can that they come into that they feel welcomed and they feel um, happy or look forward to and maybe some accountability right and we have we have kind of a different horse in the race compared to a lot of other teachers because our kids perform right you know there's you don't take a math class and put them on stage and have them do math problems right but we have to do that for our kids and plus as you were talking about there's an accountability to the people in their class because it's a performance and they have to be able to understand how they relate to other people in the room musically speaking and that that changes every time we have an absence in the room and there is a sense of accountability that I imagine all of our kids feel and they they kind of understand that that's what they're getting into and you know we talk about that with the kids on day one that like your attendance matters it's different like if you're getting math problems wrong that doesn't really affect the person sitting next to you in math. But if you're playing wrong notes and rhythms, it affects, it affects everybody. Um, so that's, I mean, that's kind of a different thing to, um, too that we, we take a, an, an, into account um, as we as we kind of go after absences. So when you were talking about at the beginning, like you were the only teacher maybe that checked in with certain kids, mm -hmm. I, could, I could see that. Yeah, right. And I think you you get to a point that you try to catch the student catch as a positive way. You try to gather the students that you can reach. Yes. Right. And then after a while, it, it feels like certain students are out of reach, and that takes a certain amount of energy. And so you put your energy into those closest to you that you can swim to. Right. You know. Um, And then it's so, you know, just think about from the student point of view, when you start missing that many classes and then just how the work piles up and then the lack of information that you, you know, the, the amount of information that you're missing is huge. And then that makes you not motivated and then you miss another day and then you're back another one. And then it's just, you it, know, it it's just like, up. it's just like the, uh, the analogy of like swimming towards a boat, right? And the boat is moving away slowly, right? And you're swimming towards it. And at some point you have to swim a lot faster to get to the boat. But if you stop, that boat just keeps you're on cruising. Get the boat. And then eventually, you know, it could be like really serious because the boat's out of reach. So um, that, that is a tough thing. Um, and I wish we had a better cure for that. Um, well, I just remember like, you know, I would say 10, 15 years ago, they talked a lot about like, well, you can't miss that many days in your job or else you get fired. And I think, 
I think something changed because I, I mean I think kids know that because I think a lot of our kids have jobs, but they look at school differently because I think they feel like there's a safety net, like someone's going to catch them. You know, even if they fail a class, they're like, oh, well, we'll just take it later. You know. Right, and you're not going to get. You're not going to if if you're working at Burger King and you don't show up three times, you could very well get let go. Yeah. But if you're a student at Concord High School and you don't show up three times, they're not going to remove you from school. Right. right. There, there's a system in the um, truancy realm of when absences, you know, um, add up. You know, the, there's different steps to go to, and some of them get pretty severe. Mm-hmm. And then the, the court system gets involved and said, "Why isn't your child at school?" and those kind of things. But you always have a seat at the table. Yes. And, and the grades aren't, I don't think the grades are the motivators for the kids. Let me rephrase that. The grades aren't the motivators for the kids. Because the kids that don't come to school that have really bad grades, I can guarantee you they're not really worried about their grades. You know, it's like there's something else going on um, that, that we don't know. And that maybe we do know or we talk to. And sometimes it's our something we can help with and sometimes it's not. But, um, you know, when you say to a kid, like, you have three F's. Why aren't you? Like, that doesn't really work. I don't think that really works. Because we we have like a tendency, and maybe maybe it's like an old school kind of train of thought, but, you know, like when a kid comes to school, I wonder if the first thing that they get is like, why weren't you at school? Like, come on, you're failing three classes. You got, But like, no, we got to bring them in. Like, we got to bring them in. Or else, why would they come back to school? Right. Like you, as you said, they they have to be feeling welcome in their classes and like have a relationship with every teacher that they see, or else why would they come to school? Especially now, like post post COVID, so much of the curriculum for kids' classes is online. You probably could get away with not coming to school and get everything online, and then boom, you're done, you're good. So what what's the what's the motivation here? But the human interaction is the motivation. I mean, that's what's got to keep people coming to school. And if we don't need human mo- interaction, what are we doing? Yeah. Well, then then you get into the, you know, diving into mental health crisis about where students are or where humans are and about it just it doesn't matter, you know. And then that's a deep, dark place. Mm-hmm. But it's not just like, well, you know, your grades are like you mentioned your grades are going to suffer like that doesn't matter and um that that's the part that's also that's like another another layer of like being scared or anxious for the kids like you get at a point of despair and then it's like where are we going forward from here as a 16 year old Mm -hmm. you know what kind of resources are we going to help you get that you believe that this is better for you to be in school than to be at home right which seems like a very long thing. Um, you know, my wife is in um, human services and works for a non-for-profit and works with adults coming to her class. And that continues to be a um, one of the puzzles. You know, how do we get the, the students in our adult classes to come, you know, and, and, and to communicate and to be proactive about and um, thinking about different ways to be creative so you can make sure that you can get there on time. And Right. Um, th- those are lifelong issues, you know, figuring out how to get to school on time and to work on time and 
Um, and it's, I, mean, I think it's, um, you know, the adults in our building are not exempt from that. Correct. And I think adults in schools all over the country are trying to be creative about teacher accountability and teacher attendance. Mm -hmm. And that that doesn't make really the, the report card. Like in the public schools, we want our graduation rates to be so high and our attendance rates. But, you know, we're a human institution mm -hmm. and we have adults not in the building. And, and then it's compounded by substitute teachers not being available. And, and th that's in most districts. Right. That, yeah. That's a systemic that's thing that we're going through this. So we have students that don't have their teachers there. And then when their teacher's not there, maybe they're being moved to a different classroom, they're moved into a lecture room, they're moved to the cafeteria. With multiple classes with multiple in there classes. because there's so no it's, subs. It's a placeholder. Yes. Um, and, you know, and, and it's, that, that I think that's a tough thing too because there's not enough substitutes in the building. One of the ways that schools um, try to get around that is by hiring their own teachers in the school day to do and to give up their prep period and to work and to cover somebody else's class. Get a little pay bump. Get a little pay that. bump. And I mean, schools got to do what they got to do. Um, if and again, that's that's messy. And um, boy, this is a depressing topic. Who chose this? This is stupid. Uh, talk to the editors. Okay. Um, no, I have I had a thought, and then I want to serve you up with a question. Me saying that out loud have helped me formulate that lesson plan. Um, something you tell your kids a lot is you got to play the game. And I do. Yeah, you do. Don't play give the me game. That. Play like the what? game. Well, if if a kid misses school, there are kids smart enough they could miss I don't know ten twenty days a year and have pretty good grades. Right. And they will achieve. Just. It, and, and like kids will show up late, but they'll have good grades and nothing will really happen. And and you'll talk to them like, so so you miss a lot of school, right? And they're like, yeah. But you have good grades, right? Yeah. Okay, you show up late a lot, right? But your grades are good? Yeah. Okay. You got to play the game. Clearly, you can get away with not coming to school and being late to class. Mm -hmm. But you got to play the game because someday this is going to like work against you. Today's not that day and you don't understand that yet. But someday this will work against you. You got to play the game. You got to show up on time. And you got to be here every day, because you can't live your life like that. And will yeah. go well for you, even though it's going well for you right now. It's going to come back to bite you. Mm -hmm. Play the game. And I think that is something that kids need to do. They got to learn to play the game, and that goes into many different ways. And I'm sure, I'm sure there are adults or even kids listening right now that have been to some meeting with a boss or whatever and you're just like this is stupid this is stupid this could have been an email this is stupid but you never say that out loud and you never show up your boss because you play the game right that's true you play the game and that's like part of it oh that's good so yeah that was my thought then serving you up because you're just like infinitely full of wisdom steve <laughs> just infinitely full of dang wisdom. um why why do kids miss school let's assume that like sickness is not on the table for this one like outside of outside of illness why don't kids come to school they don't have to 
laughing. No, Mr. Peterson, I have to come to school. It's the no, law. You, no, you don't. My parents will. No, they won't. Nope. Just hide in the bushes Wait, were when you they looking drop you for off. That? Were you looking for that quote for me? No. I didn't know where you were going to go. But I didn't I just, know where I was going either. That's the fun Shocking. of the podcast. Okay. Um, why do kids to. not show up? They have to show up. So, I do think that it's it's good. We talked about this. Remember, I think it was our second episode talking about yeah, having yeah, yeah, a choice. Yeah. Maybe it doesn't work for everybody. I think some kids do work well when they're like, "You gotta go to school." Yeah. Like, some some need that. Right. But some of the some kids kind of maybe can find a little empowerment by thinking that you always have a choice, but. Um, I would say the number one reason students don't come to school, aside from the reasons that you mentioned, and aside from the reasons I mentioned, like sickness and health, Mm -hmm. the students left out of that equation is that they are not connected. They're not connected to other students. They're not connected to their teachers. And um, one of my um, thoughts about um, the department that we're in is that we do so many extracurricular activities. Um, A strong extracurricular or co-curricular program is really good for the school because it allows the students to be in the school saying, I still want to be in this place and I want to be with these people. Not because I have to, because I want to. So I get it, you know, kids have to go to school, yeah. Um, But when you start to branch out into the, you know, I'm going to be in a sport, I'm going to be in speech, I'm going to be in student council, and um, I'm going to be in marching band, I'm going to be in pep band, you know, there's those, you find those pockets of enjoyment and um, loving the people that you're with, and smiles and giggles, and then you get into something that really nourishes you, like intellectually or emotionally, you're like, you're like, that's fun for you. Um, so then it's like rewarding to be a part of it. So I think, you know, that's like the, the I think that's the gold, of, that's the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow is like extracurriculars, because it really, the students are engaged in their school then I think that really helps attendance, it helps their morale, and I help, think it helps their achievement. Um, so I think lack of connection is huge. So go, like going back to like Matt Trafaro and talking about his way of you know talking to, subscribing to the thought of every student every day and, and making yourself, not making yourself, but making time to do the three-minute check-ins and the five-minute check-ins and, and just building that case for the student. You're building that connection for the student. And if nothing else, they're excited to see you, <laughs> right? Or they don't want to let a teacher down. I, and I don't think that guilt needs to be a huge part of it, but in a, there can be a healthy dose of that until they kind of get up on their own and say, okay, I can do this. There are There are a ton of kids that they they do like they light up when they see you you know and and that there are like some interactions that are really good um i would be fascinated to know like what the random the average how about the average chops listener the average chops listener 
would think had they like just looked at the hallways of the school. I just want, I'd be so fascinated to know, like, is that what they expected? Is that not? Mm-hmm. But it's, it's not what, it, it's not what it was. And again, that's not a bad thing. It's just different. Right. It's different. I, I think, I think anybody that would like to share their opinion about public school is welcome to. Anybody that would like to propose legislation, make it sound like I was like, legislation, or um, be a part of the school board, and um, by saying uh, what schools should do, or um, if they'd like to be active in their community and um, say what the school should do, you th- those people really need to be in the hallways of the school. You need to take a day off and go spend a guest at a school until you understand what it looks like, what it sounds like, what it smells like, what... I mean, what the school is. You got to go look at the teachers. You got to look at the kids. Look at the administration. Look at the facilities. And just find out what is going on. What does it look like? Because it's probably not what you have in mind. And I'm not telling you for the listeners out there, this is not like a shock fest. It's not like a horror show. But in just saying, it's... um insulting to say well you know you just tell the kids what what to do and what you know it's like it doesn't work like that i'm sorry maybe in richie cunningham the happy days like in 1956 tom too young for that reference i'm sorry okay um the brady bunch i you're too young for that too but it's like i think it's really it would be really empowering for people to sit in the commons of the high school and just like watch didn't they used to do that like parents kid swap day yeah we used to do a swap day we'd teach them how to march wow the kid didn't have to show up if the parent did and you just put and but the parents that wasn't just band that was like the whole, the whole school but marching band we gave them a drill how'd that look it's tragic but we gave them like the coordinates the xy coordinates and put them out in the grass field and we taught them to march and it was actually pretty hilarious that's cool. if not tragic yeah but it was fun um, but you know, to see what it is that the schools are doing, uh, sit on a bus with kids, right? Be in the parking lot when kids are driving out, be in the cafeteria, go to a football game, sit in a student section. That's well, you know, teaching is the thing that everyone thinks they, they know about because everyone's been to school, <laughs> right? No one's like, I know how to be a lawyer. No, like unless you've ever been sued or have sued someone, you don't know anything about being a lawyer. But everyone's been through school, so they're like, yeah, teaching, I know what that's about. School? Sign me up. I know about that. But it's... To go back to the, the OG, the original, like, idea, school is school is very different. If, if, if you're a listener that has graduated high school, it's different than what it was five years ago. Yeah. It's different than what it was ten years ago. Yeah. And the, the bottom line is that the teachers are on the front line. The teachers are the front yeah. line to the kids. And it, it might be easy to say, well, I can't fix a, a problem if a kid has an attendance problem. I can't fix that. I can't drive the kid to school. That's true. Yeah. That's true. But we're the front lines. We are the best chance. The teachers are the best chance of getting kids to come to school. And, and I agree with Steve. I mean, that I think that starts with the relationships, but also, like, 
I think there. I think that we need to have like a, a big sense of accountability for the kids coming to school, and we need to kind of drive that home with them. And it's the way to keep kids accountable is not with grades, because that at the end of the day it's a number on a piece of paper. Right. It's you keep them accountable through the experience, and obviously that's a little bit easier for us, or maybe I should just say straightforward, because we our accountability is our performance. And there is like an intrinsic motivator because kids want to do well at a performance and it's hard to do well when you're not at the rehearsals to practice, you know? Right. Same's true for sports. Same's true for performing arts like play or dance, you know, like that. It's all the same idea. But kids, kids enjoy being successful. And I know we talked about this concept before, but I bet there's a lack of success in those kids' everyday school lives that don't come to school. I bet they're not experiencing success in right. what they're doing. And... What in, not an easy way, but man, you as a teacher, you can manufacture success in your class in everything you do. Very quick. Very quick. Give that to the kids. Give that gift to the kids because then they'll come back. And don't just give them success, but give them success with others. Not everything you do has to be like a, a single solo thing, but give them a chance to like chew on something with other people and get them going. So then they have accountability with the other people in right. their room. Because if you can create a culture like that and get kids kind of chewing on what's going on and getting them hooked, they'll come back to, well, I shouldn't say they'll come back to school. The chances of them coming back to school the next day are more likely. It's more likely than that they didn't have that. Right. We can't drive kids to school. Right. We can't, we can call home so many times, but that's not, that's not our place. That's, that's on parents, but we are still the front lines. And we are the ones who will get kids to come to school. We're the ones that have to do it. And and same, I mean, it's it's a similar idea. I maybe running a business. I think like it, some. I'm sure there are business leaders that have employees that have attendance problems. Right. And you, it's easy to say, well, we'll just let it go. But I don't think that's step one most of the time. I think there's some sort of like, what's going on here? Like, talk to me. And what's going on? Right. Like, what do we need to do? And trying to help that out because chances are that employee is probably like at least decent at what they're right. doing and it's not worth them worth it to just let them go and start fresh like well that would be fun to talk to um, some business folks about attendance um, for employees and what has been what has been something that has worked and what has been something that hasn't worked and what does it look like when the motivation is there? Like, you know, there's companies that give bonuses, right? And and how does that play out? And I know, um, like my brother is a business owner. He might be listening to that. Um, and in the Indianapolis area, and he's a partner, and their job, their what they do in their um, business with the employees that they um, higher, it's they're very aware of the community and the culture that they're building, and hmm. that's really important to them. Seems wise, and they've had some really good success, really good success, and um, not perfect, but and but I know there's a lot of businesses in our area that throw out money, and I'd be curious of how that works. Maybe it's a combination of it. It's like, well, have you ever asked kids? Well, okay. I know yeah. you have. Yes. I know oh, you yeah. have. And they always say, sorry, we're doing like our little inner monologue thing, but 
we've asked kids like question of the day style like should we pay kids per grade or should we pay kids for attendance should we pay kids for their success in school and the follow-up is would it make a difference would it get better every time they say yes they say oh yeah i would try so much harder if i got paid See, I just did that recently with a, a class. Okay. And that was not there. Oh, really? They were like, yeah, I probably would. That, they're like, how much? And the battle was already lost <laughs> right there. Like, <laughs> they they thought it didn't, wouldn't make a big difference in the school. The kids that were choosing not to achieve would be still out there. Right. Yeah, you'd have really rich at right. same, same level. Um no, that's true. Well, there's a there's a study done um, based on, like, you give two groups of people the same task. You pay one group, like, $5. You pay the other group 50 And the $50 group will always complain mo- more about how hard the task was. Because they equate the, the effort given to the dollar amount they received. So, like, the $5 group, like, let's say if it was, like, raking leaves, and it was the same amount of leaves, $5 group, like, that wasn't that bad. I paid 5 bucks for it, it was fine. So the same group, same pile of leaves. Gosh, that was, like, a lot. I mean, I got paid 50 bucks for it, so, I mean, I guess it was worth it, but that was, like, a so lot. So, it's all about the perspective. It's all about the perspective based on the money received. That's why, like, when um, we talked about the Tom Sawyer thing that one episode, like, it's, it's the same idea, like... I have to pay this or paint this fence. I'm not doing that. Oh, can I paint the fence? Totally different perspective. Right. And you're right. Kids don't come to school because, well, they think they have to. Right. They think they have to. But have to means like they don't have an option. Right. There is an option that involves penalties and discomforts of lifestyle, but you still ultimately choose right i remember you when i was a student in your class you asked us like if you came to school every day and actually i mean like if you came to school every day do you think you would fail your classes and you're like no really think about it like you're coming to school every day you're talking to your teachers they won't let you fail you know i remember you and i was like that's interesting and i was like no that's that's true, because if you're showing up every day to school, you're not going to fail. You won't fail. You won't fail if you show up every day to school. Now, if you're in like an AP whatever class and there's a ton of homework outside of that, you'll fail. You'll fail. But you know, you're in English nine. Chances you'll are you'll. Yeah. Your teachers want to take care of you. Your teachers don't want you to fail, and your teachers mm-hmm. are trying to work with you to make sure you're successful. Right. Um, it's um, you know you said well what would it why do students miss um, I think you know I think uh, students I'm glad that I know some students that when they miss feel feel bad I don't, I'm not glad they feel bad but they're, they, 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 they feel, feel accountable. That accountability yeah especially to the performing on, on, on yes and they feel accountable to their teachers, mm-hmm. and they feel accountable to their students that they're with. And we have those kids that will send us emails before they're gone. They're like, hey, I've got an appointment today. Send me the makeup work. So yeah. sorry. Yes. And you're like, you're all good. You communicated. It's a one-time thing. Fine. Right, Here right, you go. Right, right. And, and it's the kids that 
that don't communicate, that's really the bigger issue than the absence. Well, maybe it's, I mean, it's not, but that's the one that grinds yeah. my gears. But when we, like, Steve and I take attendance because we're public school teachers, and that's what we do. And we take attendance like seven times a day or however many classes we have. Six. because we teach six. And we use a, uh, a program called Power School. And when we take attendance, it shows every kid's name, and then there's usually a blank box. Sometimes it says ABE, which means absent, excused. And it's already in the computer. And that means like a parent called it in or something. And you can click on it, but there's a little blue dialog box there, and it says... Ill call, mom. Mom. Doctor's appointment. Uh, Dad, yeah, arriving late, whatever. Um, And that's like the front office receiving calls, taking notes, and putting it in so the teachers can see. Um, Then, that that one says ABE. Then there's one that says ABU, which means absent, unexcused. That, that just means, like, the teacher last period marked them absent, and we don't really know. We don't know what's going on. And then most of the time we click IP, which means in, in person. person. Um, so when you – that's, like, kind of, like, rolling the dice when you open that up for the day, right? You kind of see who's here, who's not, and, like, what's going on, what's not going on. And there are days, like, if you have to – you don't ever have to click the ABE because that's already done for you. But when you have to click the ABU, unexcused, you're like, oh, boy. Oh boy. Yep. Gosh, I. That's the thing that gives Steve anxiety. That right? is. Like, like, you open that up, you're like. <laughs> I do. Don't you ever feel like that? I check it. I, I'm like bad about it now. See, I check I, it before class starts. Right. I do too. And that's not healthy for me. I don't think it's. I think <laughs> it's it like helps it. me like with the marching band. Like I've done it recently because it helps me take attendance because then I know who to. Oh. be on the lookout for okay. right or yeah. communicate with or just to know they're not there to start there but sometimes it doesn't help me no it just makes you feel worse it makes me feel worse because like, in the moment you can't do anything you can't then you're like stewing about it you're like well how come they're not here what what they're gone again ah curses you know right so might as well just be surprised now okay not to bring up covid but I'm gonna bring up COVID. Okay, you remember COVID? I think Jack has like a strange addiction to get COVID. He's still. I think we probably need to do like a two episode tangent of getting Jack away from COVID because that he. I think he's tangled up. I think he's tangled, and I think we can work through it, buddy. We got you. Just went really condescending at the very end. You're did like, it? Did, <laughs> it, did buddy? it, Jack? Yeah. Did it, buddy? That did it, but no, I. I'm, I'm in cahoots with Jack and COVID um, unwinding. Everyone's That's a lifelong like, experience. Um, okay, go ahead. I remember. I don't want to sound condescending, Jack. I don't want to. I don't want to be a jerk, but no offense, but but you're stupid. Okay. Um, well, I think you said this in COVID. You're like, we just got to look at the kids who were there that day and just take it as a gift. You said something like that because. We had no idea who was going to... And that was back in the day that kids only came to school twice twice a week. Maybe that's why they don't come to school. They're like, I got A's that year, and I only showed up 40% of the time. That was easy. Easy. I did three cahoots at home, turned in a worksheet, boom, A-plus for the semester. Got it! And your teachers that were teaching that class aren't even in the school now, so they're like, I'm out of here! 
<laughs> the rest of us are like, hello? hello? Hey, uh, what's going on? Okay. Yeah, we you take it as a gift that they were there. Because you can't, you in the moment, you can't control that. And so you just got to look can't. at who you got. I think what I said a lot about COVID was, this is like the weather. It doesn't matter what you think about it, what it should be or shouldn't be. And with COVID about we should be stricter or more lax about things, it doesn't make any difference. We were not the ones making any policies in public health, right? Or at a local level. It didn't make any difference what we thought. It's like the weather. You know, it's funny because this weekend I was talking about the weather because it was going to rain. You're like, Jack, the weather's like COVID. It doesn't matter I did what you it. It does. We are like, all, it doesn't matter what we you We were all getting stressed out about this marching band competition. We went and it was for like 45 degrees, raining sideways, like 20 mile an hour winds. And it was awful. And we were like, was it going to rain? Is it, is it going to, no, look at my radar. No, actually. And I was like, it really doesn't matter what you think. If you're excited or disappointed about the weather, it doesn't make it, we should have had a snow day or it's going to rain six it's going to snow six inches and we got a trip jazz trip coming. you're like up gabe and, from the office shut up about the sun <laughs> it doesn't make any difference if you're disappointed or excited about eight inches eight inches of snow because it, it's just going to happen it doesn't matter the weather isn't asking you permission. COVID. Steve just got so fired up about yeah, the did. weather I, and COVID. He's been sitting like, on this one for years. It doesn't make any difference. It doesn't matter. We had no control over it. And then you had no control if kids were going to show. It was just like it is now. So it just, that was one of those things that was out of our control. It was. And, and we I, just had to take in what we got. You could watch the news. You could read the emails. You could do whatever you wanted. It didn't make any difference. We were just watching it happen, and we were watching chaos unfold real time. And so I do take a little comfort in thinking about student attendance, even though I opened the episode saying it does make me anxious. Oh, this is good. We kind of came full this circle. Good. Good. I, good. I do. Good. But I, there is a part of me that takes comfort in the fact, like, it is out of my control. And... Like, I've had some absences from students in the last couple of weeks that I, I, I've been puzzled by. And there's been direct parent contact. And I, I did feel better after I talked to adults involved in the students' lives um, that I did things that I could do. Sure. And I said things that I wanted to say. And then after that, though, it's not, it's not in my realm of control. No. Which, what a great lesson to teach the kids, huh? Circle of control, right? That's like a, or circle of influence. Is that the Stephen Covey thing? Yeah. Yeah, you got to start. By the way, if you're in Jazz 3 with Jack Hinkle, he's playing a tune called, I think you call it Covey Blues. I think it's Covey Blues because of Stephen Covey. If you read the program notes of that tune, you would strongly disagree. Oh, is it COVID? It's literally about COVID. No, that's good. This is good. It's about COVID. It is. I did not know that tune because I thought it was Covey Blues too. Because I don't, I didn't think I'd buy a tune called Co like Covey like COVID. It's about COVID. It's about COVID. It's about COVID. A dude wrote it, or a dude that wrote it. Dude wrote it as like a um, therapy to get through COVID. Like yeah, like the the idea was that they called it Covey, like they wouldn't even call it by its real name to like give it take away its power. And they're like, like, forget you. Like, we're we're doing our thing. Like, we're gonna we're gonna play the blues, even though it's COVID. Like, we're playing the blues. 
Kobe Blues. Yeah. Kobe. I don't know anything about that. I don't. It's a good blues tune. That's what I think about it. I, it's, it's, it's fine. Yeah, it's I wrote a, and it's in B flat. So. Well, well, I wrote a tune over COVID. Oh, gee, did you? Yeah, it's called Thoughtful. I wrote a. Well, piano I know. Piece. I know about this. I I sent it to you. I had a five of six in it, and you said, "Ah, oh, classic Steve has a five of six. You sent me a piano. This yes. was like three years ago. During COVID, the first pandemic we lived through. Right. Okay. COVID lasted a long time. Okay. It was in, in April of 2020. That helps me. Thank you. Okay. And I wrote a it tune. It's called Thoughtful. April it was called 2020. Thoughtful. It was, was a piano. I have to go back tune. and scrape it's, it's that out. It's kind of folksy sounding. I'll go listen to it. Five of six. Five of six. Of course. It, it got pretty cool. I actually finished it. It's a it's a fairly long tune. Thoughtful. Thoughtful. Because you were thinking a lot during COVID. Well, it, what else was there to do? I mean, just remember, it'd be like eight o'clock at night. It'd be dark. Oh God. And it was like. It stayed cold a long time well, that year, snowed too. It snowed April break. 14th. Right, after spring break. Dude, spring break was March till June, so what it was, it? Ah, So gosh. thoughtful. Maybe thoughtful. I'll, I'll play it here. That could um, be our new theme song. He answers me with silence. That's great. Okay. I feel like we need like um, like a positive, more positive wraparound with this attendance thing. Well, I thought we were on to something positive when you said... No, but then we started talking about COVID. And we said we wouldn't do that. We're like, this is not I'm a COVID talking, podcast. And then I'm there talking, I go. I'm you talking. let me talk about COVID, dude. You're like, you're like, Jack. You're like, okay, he's going to talk about... Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. Uh, um, here's another thing that's been on my mind lately. Okay, cool. I haven't told you this yet, but I feel like you would be interested in this. Okay. When I first started out teaching, I noticed... And this was something that no one ever told me would happen, but it was like the biggest thing. I was like, what? You have to make so many decisions every day, <laughs> and you never know what the right answer is. You with me on that? Yes. Just like every day. Kids come up and ask you questions. You're like, I don't I don't know. <laughs> no, Just it's true. Every, it's like I would say at least 10 times an hour minimum, right? Every class, everything. I, I mean, constantly. Constant decisions they sh- you have they to They shouldn't make. call it passing period. It's called asking period. Asking period. Right? Can I go to the bathroom? Can Wait. I go fix my... What's going on with yeah, my I, iPad? I, I forgot my flute. Do you have a flute? Do you have oh, a flute? I stepped on my ligature. Do you have another ligature? I don't, have have another ligature. Um, I don't know. My kidney's ripping yeah. apart. Can you send me the nurse? <laughs> no, she's gone. My dog is in my locker. Can I feed it now? It's like... <laughs> Stop the questions! Stop! I, I listen. There's a podcast called Teachers um, Teachers Off Duty that I listen to, yeah. and they've talked about this. They call it decision fatigue, yeah. and you just feel so tired at the end of the day. And it's like when you get home and you're like, "What do you want to do for dinner?" You're like, "I don't know. Just pick something," <laughs> because you want to stop. Like, I can't you... even watch stuff on Netflix because I can't even decide what to watch. Dude, this is like that's okay, why I watch the episode office. is turning into okay. therapy okay. for us. Okay, so but, we're trying okay. to figure out how to get out of the episode. Oh, so so I've started. I, I've stopped looking at the decision itself, and I just look at what reality will be, whatever I decide. I've started to look at, like, what's reality? What's reality? What's reality? Not, like, what's going to happen if I, what's, what's yeah, this? Yeah, yeah. No, just, like, what's, what's going on? Because okay. I used to think, like, when I was a younger teacher, like, is someone going to get, get upset with me for making this decision? Right. Is someone going to be happy with me? I've stopped caring what other people think. Right. Let me rephrase that. I trust myself to make the right choice. Right. So now I'm looking at reality. 
So now I'm looking at this reality from like the attendance perspective. If we're doing everything we can as teachers, I think that's what we need. If we're touching base with kids every day, if we're giving them a chance to be successful every day, if we're making them making them make connections with other people and with the content, right. I think then we're then we're doing something correct. In you know the trifecta. Back, you remember we had that logo for that? It was like the a Venn diagram but with triangles. Mm -hmm. And you oh, said yeah. like if you're in the center of the triangles, like you're in the trifecta, yep. you're doing the content teaching and kids every day. That's a good day. I think we need to take kids to the center of the triangle like we need to connect them with the content we need to connect them with other kids and we need to connect them with us Amen. and if we can do that every day i think they'd the want to come attendance will be 100 percent all the time sickness will be gone human the human race will evolve mm. it's up to us steve that, that was good we went from attendance poverty to attendance abundance yes Yes. Well, thank you for listening. Yeah, if you made it through this one, good job. We made it through. <laughs> we made it through. And we appreciate your interest in our podcast. Dude, your dad followed us today. He did? I was, he, on the marching band field, I got the notification. I forgot to tell you. It said Richard Peterson. Really? Yeah, or whatever his well, Instagram handle yeah, is. Yeah, He's yeah. in. So Wait, shout out. he's on Instagram? Apparently, unless there's no. another Richard Peterson. Are you related to another Richard Peterson? No. Huh. Well, shout out. Well, that's interesting. I did go. I did send my parents a link. Mm. Because my parents are not rolling up on the um you know the apps. So I took them to the Spotify website where you could actually oh, nice. on a PC look at it. Oh, on a PC? Yeah. They're sitting at a PC listening to the episode. My dad has an iPad too. Oh, there you go. Mobile. Mobile. Oh, cool. So, that's what it is. So, um, thank you for spending time with us. Thank you for your thoughtful listens. And uh, don't forget to check us out on Instagram or Spotify. No, Instagram or TikTok. And that is Chops underscore podcast. Can we do something different? Let's we can cut it. this if you don't want yeah. to. I want to give our listeners an opportunity to share a story. Okay. And here's what I'm thinking. Maybe we have two things that we've come back to. One, you always have a choice. Two, classic. Mm -hmm. What if our listeners are like going through something during their week and they're like, huh, classic. classic. Or, huh, I had a choice and I made. Okay. So listeners could like share their stories. How could they share it? They could DM us on Instagram. Oh. And then maybe if we like something, we could read it on the show. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. So. Something that made you go, hey. Something that made you go classic. Something that made you go, um, <laughs> wait, what was the other one? I always have a choice. You always have a choice. Like you made a choice to do something when you didn't want to yeah. and it empowered you. Yeah. Put that on a direct message or on a review on the podcast. You have so many ways of reaching out to us. Right. You so got it. Try that. And then you can follow us on Spotify or on Apple, Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. And, uh, Apple like Podcasts. Yeah, that's a good one. Oh, Apple there we go. Podcasts. We um, would appreciate your follows and your um, feedback. So, anything else? Uh, Freedable. But you're doing, you said ground turkey. Or is uh, that lunch today? This um, leftover from last week, chicken and beans. Chicken, 
with a really nice marinade and um, beans. I think pesto beans. And I think there's some treats in the. Oh, space. the um, those uh, cake balls. Yep. There we go. So we're gonna do that, and then I might. Um, Sugar coma for my. I might do a diet Mountain Dew. There's some in the fridge. Oh, he's gonna be jacked up for marching then. Woo! And then I'll be asleep at six thirty. Uh, what else is new? All right, uh, folks. Okay. Well, for Steve Peterson and Jack Hinkle, we're out of here.